Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome back to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host KK Kajal Khurana. Our guest today is a marketing mentor and master coach and he is Edward Zia. Welcome to our show Edward. KK, it's a pleasure. It's an honor being here. I got to say I love your background. It's just so refreshing and enjoyable. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's just a bookshelf and I try to put other stuffs there as well. Amazing Edward please tell our listeners who Edward Zia is. Oh well thank you. I'm a marketing mentor and master coach. My wonderful wife Lassie and I help people become master persuaders across the globe. And I do quite a bit of work in the community as well. I'm quite involved in Australian politics and I do a lot of work in the community helping the underprivileged uh, get a leg up. Nice. And how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? Well, the way I started it is deep down I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I came into some hard times in my late 20s, early 30s. Uh, I was a homeless veteran. I uh, lived in my car for a while, and it was during that experience it got me to really rethink and reframe what I'm doing. And when I sort of got back, you know, moved on from homelessness and got back into society, I never ever wanted to go back to my old status quo as an employee working for the man so to speak. So, I used that as an opportunity. I had a few jobs to help me get back on my feet. But every cent I had, I just put it straight into my business, and I used that as an opportunity to launch me. Then it was uh, one of the best decisions I made in the last decade. It was really good. And what were some of the struggles you had? I'm sure it wasn't so easy. Oh, of course not. It never is. To be honest with you, it was hard. But I've seen other people do way harder than me. To be honest with you, right? It actually, it felt. I'll give you the answer. It felt hard. But now I look back on it and I look at other people it so wasn't as hard as all the hard was all in my head it's because I thought it was hard actually wasn't that hard in hindsight the biggest thing that I've learned through all this is that you're going to have hard moments but they come and go it's all about staying on track and keeping that journey going so it's about the stories we tell ourselves in our head like most of the people say only thing which is between you and your success is the story you tell in your mind right So what were your stories I mean you didn't take it so seriously and you still move forward but most of the people fall back you know they are having this dance between their future and their past they want to move ahead but they somehow go back you know I fell back many times so just to let you know I I would sometimes take two steps ahead four steps back four steps backwards right, right but then I'd take five steps ahead a few weeks later and learn the lesson so I'll tell you my story actually and It, this is not good. I just want to be honest with you and the audience. 
I used to always tell myself I wasn't worthy of success. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And that would always yank me back. I always had that negative pattern in my head that would not deep down, but sort of deep down, I would feel I'm not worthy of being successful. And over the many years of getting it going, I really identified and destroyed that poisonous thinking and really started feeling, you know what? I am successful. I deserve to be more successful because I'm the kind of character who's very responsible with his blessings. So why not? So again, it's the stories that you tell yourself and because deep, not deep, deep down, but partly deep down, I felt like I was not worthy. It would always make me stress out a lot more. Mm. Whereas over time I got rid of that thinking and I don't think that way anymore. And I'm sure you hear this all the time with all the cool stuff that you do, KK. Yeah, for sure. So did you have these kind of stories from your childhood or your past experience? Because most of the time I know people have stories from their childhood or from their past experiences. Maybe they had an accident, maybe had they had bad marriage, you know, or whatever it is. Everybody has different experience. But we get so stuck with our past experiences that it makes us fearful to move forward. So what were your, where were your stories coming from? Did you identify them? Yeah, I would say probably maybe a little bit from the childhood, a little bit, not all of it, but a little bit. But a lot of it sort of came in later in life when I sort of fell on rough times. It was, I tried a few things, I failed. Uh, I worked in a few companies that just had terrible, toxic uh, working cultures. And all those experiences kind of accumulated on me. And I just developed this view that I'm not worthy. And it would always uh, hold me back. And it was ironically when I was homeless and then when I sort of started the business is when I started to really get a handle on that. And to be honest, it probably took me a good five years, a good five years of continual personal development is where I really could look you in the eye and the audience are saying, yeah, I don't, I don't think this way at all. This kind of thinking is totally purged from my consciousness. No. So, yeah. And thing, I'm, again, I'm, no, I'm sure you've seen this many times, KK. What surprised me is almost everyone was thinking the same thing. Everyone had the same problem. Most people have the same problem. And as you know, because you work through the problem yourself, it then makes you a master of dealing with that other people and helping them move on faster. Right. Because you've learned from your own experiences and you've become an expert. Right. Amazing. Um, you've right. overcome your own experience because you can learn from your own experience and do nothing with it. But I suppose you overcame your own experience. You dealt with a problem that is in your head and you overcame it. And then you got the results from that. And then you can then, then it puts you in the entitled position where you can talk to other people saying, Hey, I know that problem. I solved it myself. This is how you get over it, which is awesome. Right. right. What were few things you did? Like you said, you were, you will go back two steps and move forward five steps. And you were always having this feeling that you're not worthy enough. And then suddenly, or maybe it took a while for you to shift that belief, limiting belief of not being worthy and being successful. Did you apply some tools and techniques or like what other steps did you? Did you uh, probably take? a lot of, I'll say a lot of different things having a cumulative effect. So I did a course in coaching. I became certified in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, NLP yeah. Yeah, which that was part of it. I attended a lot of seminars and events, which mm. was part of it. And I was also very lucky to surround myself by absolute leaders in their fields. And that sort of social pressure and support helped me overcome it. And also as well, my faith, you know, uh, proud Christian, respect everyone's belief in God and how they see it. And also my own belief in God really helped me do that because my own belief in God would help me work through things. Right. Amazing. So you are saying that consistency and also self-investment, right? You have to invest in yourself to 
upgrade your knowledge, develop your skills. And then you probably, you already have that faith, but it strengthens your faith because you're doing this course and you have mentors and you have coaches. They make you believe again that you are worthy enough. I would say it's the other way around, actually. At least okay. for me, it was faith first, okay. then the outcome. So it wasn't like doing all the stuff would improve my faith. It was creating the faith first through my belief in God that would enable me to achieve that. So for me, at least, uh, it was faith before results. It was the faith that brought on the results. And then, of course, as well, then when you get the results, that, of course, strengthens your faith. But it was faith first. Awesome. That's nice to hear. I'm just saying because a lot of people don't have that kind of faith and then they need some external factor like a coach or an accountability partner or a mentor to keep reminding them, you know, hey, be on track, you know, don't deviate. You have this inside you. So don't fall into that limiting belief again. Some people, not all, because everyone's personality is different. It's amazing that you had faith first. You're rocking it. So you coach, you and your wife coach entrepreneurs now. And what are some of the mistakes you see the new entrepreneurs do? Yeah, the common mistakes, and I'll, I'll keep it more aimed at a persuasion influencer sort of answer, right? Just to keep the conversation tight. So from a persuasion influence viewpoint quite often what a lot of new entrepreneurs will do is they won't really use social media that much they'll start say they're an accountant they're a coach they're a tech startup or whatever and they just get obsessed with the back end of their business and they're barely existed on social media you can't find them on linkedin facebook insta and twitter they're basically not putting themselves out there and that to me is the number one mistake which held me back because at the end of the day you can have the best product, the best technology, the most unique idea ever. But if you're not building yourself and or your company as an influencer and putting yourself out there, it's just not going to manifest. It's just not going to happen. The second point that I see people all the time is having a shot at myself here, do what I did. They would post really hard for a week, then they'd burn out. And you wouldn't see them for a month. Absolute disaster, which, of course, you would know all about KK as an influencer yourself. And the third point I would say is, and this is where I screwed up, is using the wrong platform, right? I spent, I'm, I'm a LinkedIn guy these days. I crossed 45,000 fans the other day. Thank you, everyone. I spent too much time on Facebook. I wish I moved on from, I was probably about a year overdue on Facebook. I wish I sort of admitted Facebook wasn't working out for me and said bye-bye and jumped on LinkedIn earlier, you know? So I think making sure you're investing into the right platform based on you and of course your target market. Awesome. So you're saying visibility is very important. Be visible on social media and then consistency because most of the people give up because they're expecting everything is available at the touch of the button. Now, you know, you want anything, you just Google it or, you know, you find it online and you get it. But when you don't get the success, you're over expecting from your own, you know, results uh, for, from your own efforts. So you don't get that kind of results and you give up. And third, you say choosing right platform. So how would you define that? Which platform is right for who? Yeah, uh, well, it, it all depends on your target market and what you're selling, right? So forget about yourself for the moment. Always think about who's my customer. You know, what do they do? Where are they based? What's the decision maker? Yeah, I'm sure everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. And making sure you're using the right platform for the right job. So for example, I'm very B2B, you know, I work with entrepreneurs who are business owners, you know, people don't work with me for the fun of it. They work with me for business reasons. So that makes me better B. And it doesn't take long to think, hmm, business to business social media platform. Is that Instagram? TikTok? Of course not. It's LinkedIn, right? Unless you've been living under a rock. Of course it's LinkedIn, right? Do it. 
Whereas let's say, I don't know, you're, um, you know, let's say you like yourself, a, you know, a fit, lovely, young, attractive lady like yourself. And let's say you're, Thank you. <laughs> you are, your husband's like a guy. Let's say you're running a fitness center on a local level. Well, of course, that'll be Instagram. You'd be right. spending a lot of time on Instagram. So it's all about knowing you what, and what you're doing and who you're selling to. And then you pick the right platform. And yeah, and again, um, I wish I applied that logic earlier because, again, I spent too much time on Facebook. I wish I said, buy Facebook and dived into LinkedIn earlier because that's where my market was. I'm mm-hmm. spending, you know, climbing, what is it, the climbing the right ladder against the wrong wall. Ah, that's nice. Climbing the right ladder against the wrong wall. It's awesome. Very nice quote. So yeah, a lot of people need to identify their ideal customer first, ideal client or avatar or whatever, and then identify where they are hanging, you know, which platforms, what age, demographics and all that stuff. Thank you so much. Do you read books? Yes, I actually prefer audio books. I was just having this conversation with my wife before. I love I, I'm an auditory learner right. and you would know what that means. And auditory means I don't like reading, but I love listening. not seeing, but lis- listening and seeing. So I'll, I'll get books on Kindle. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. So I'll get a book on Kindle. I'll put my Samsung earbuds and I'll hit play and I'll just listen to the book overnight as I sleep. It works great for me. And I'll wake up in the morning. I know, even though I'm sleeping, I know what the book was about. So I kind of, uh, I do all that advanced sleep learning i'm right into that it works great, it gets way. into your conscious subconscious mind when you're doing that while you're sleeping it definitely gets into your subconscious mind it's amazing but what's your favorite book if you have to pick up one i say this all the time my favorite book is from one of my mentors um his name's scott adams he's the creator of dilbert you know the comics of dilbert scott adams he's like a motivator an amazing guy i'm connected to him on linkedin and again, I'm not being political here, but I'm just saying for argument's sake, he also mentors Donald Trump directly. So he's one of Donald Trump's mentors in persuasion and influence. Again, love or hate Trump, you know, the guy, you know, took down the Clinton dynasty and got in, so you can't say he's not a persuader. And the thing I love about Scott Adams is the top book that changed my life was, it's called Win Bigly, Persuasion in a World Where Facts Don't Matter. And the whole story is about how Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton fought in the 2016 election and how Trump at the time was completely outmanned and outgunned by the Clinton dynasty, but he won. And it was how he did it from, and that book absolutely changed my life. Um, You can get it on Kindle and you get the audible upgrade, which is of course I'm into. I hate reading, but I love listening, being an auditory. (laughs) It's a personal choice. I like book in my hand and I would like to read, even though I don't get much time, but I try to read whenever I get time because for me, my eyes get tired if I'm, you know, reading on Kindle and I don't like gadgets all the time. So, so you like but you listen. Books? Yeah. Yeah. You just plug it in and you can yeah. just sit there <laughs> yeah. and just listen on your Samsung or iPhone earbuds or whatever technology. I try to avoid that as much as possible because I have two kids. So I don't want to set that example in front of my kids. We <laughs> keep them away from gadgets. So as a role model at home, you know, I stay away from gadgets as much as, as much as possible, at least in front of them. You know, they're very young, so we don't want to give them these options i mean as they're growing older and they will be in their teens they will have to have this but right now i think we can avoid all this (laughs) very good right so what's your favorite quote i mean is there any one quote which stuck with you which was a learning you know example for you yeah favorite uh favorite quote that's an interesting one it's i can't think of a key quote in particular 
but I'll make a reference to a lot of the Tony Robbins stuff. I love how Tony Robbins always talks about the daily consistency. And that leads me to, again, I'm, I, I don't mean to insult Michael Jordan. I'm probably saying it terribly, but there's a great quote from Michael Jordan. And I can't remember what he says, but basically Michael Jordan, he basically says, I'm not actually that good. I'm just very good at practicing the same move over and over again. And I heard this from a lot of people that I know people that know Michael Jordan personally and work with him. And what they always said is Michael Jordan was, and I love the story was he was a sort of guy that would just sit there at the like basketballs. He'd sit there at one point of line and just for hours, just take shots like that bounce shot bounce shot for hours. He would just sit there for hours, just to sit there, stand there for hours. And a lot of people on the surface would be, that's dumb. That's boring. What well, he's just doing one point of shots. Why isn't he doing all the fancy stuff? And the point is, is that it's so trained into his DNA. You could probably hit him over the head with a chair and get him drunk and he could still get the shot because he's that good at it. So it was that repetition as a mother of success. I think it came from Jim Rohn actually. Yeah. But yeah. It, that's what I'm right into. I'm into that whole repetition consistency thing. And coming from a Australian army and federal policing background as well, it's very militaristic thinking as well. You've got to repeat it so many times. And that's what you say in the army. Someone could hit you over the head and get you drunk and you can still do it properly. Right, right. That's nice. Yeah, Tony uses that a lot. Repetition is the key, you know, mother of all the skills. And he, many times he refers to Jim Rohn's because I remember one of the example he gave, Jim Rohn asked him, did you read this book? And Tony said, yes, I did. So he's like, you got to read it again. And Tony said, why? And then he said, because, you know, you more and more you practice, you're going to become perfect because Jim Rohn himself read that book 52 times. So Tony was like, oh, wow. So I've, I've heard that example. And yes, you're right. Repetition is the key to all this. Yeah. And just on that note, that's where I love the audio. Is it, again, you're a smart lady. You know what I'm talking about here. What I love about the overnight audio learning is it goes straight into the subconscious mind, right? right. You don't have Instead of like, if you tell me something, I can be quite an argumentative, pig-headed, stubborn guy at times. So if you tell me something, my natural ego will just defend it because I'm supposedly really intelligent, right? Whatever. But if I do it while I'm sleeping, my dumb ego's turned off, so it goes straight into my brain, which I like. So if I hear good stuff, I love listening to it overnight, straight in the subconscious brain without my dumb ego deflecting great nuggets of gold. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, because I'm a coach and I train people how to sleep well as well, right? Mindset and health coach. So I say that last hour before you go to bed and the first one hour when you wake up are like two prime hours. Whatever you do during that one hour stays in your subconscious mind and it also affects your body. You know, how you sleep, the quality of your sleep. And also definitely, like you said, you're shutting off your conscious mind. It directly goes into your subconscious mind. It helps. That's a great tip, actually, for entrepreneurs who want to learn. This is a secret. Edward just revealed, you know. (laughs) I want to grab the book. It's like, get in there. Come on. Yeah. Get in there. So I just do the whole sub. Who is it? Um. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I think it's, I could be, this is, um, I'm an old guy, right? I'm a very old man. I'm talking about the nineties here. A very old man. Uh, not a, a young, amazing lady yourself. So but what <laughs> is, is that I think it's, uh, I think it's Paul R. Steele uh, from Minneapolis. This is from years ago from the nineties. I'm sure he's still around. And he's into that. He had all these paraliminals. He do all the overnight learning stuff. And that's where I learned it from. And for me, 
The overnight learning is powerful because, again, your logical defenses are down. It just goes straight into your subconscious brain mm. uh, without, again, if you've got a strong ego like me, the problem is it deflects information. Not while you're sleeping. Your ego is very turned off while you're sleeping. Right. <laughs> cool. So, Edward, what is one piece of advice you would give our listeners? Yeah. From a master persuader influencer point of view, and I wish I did this earlier, so please listen to me here, is really build yourself as an influencer as quickly as you can on whatever platform. Because what happens is, and this is where we survive Corona. So my wife, Lassie, and I, we started the influencer journey about one and a half years ago. So the start of 2019, so about then. And of course, we did not know Corona was coming. And here's the point. If we did not start that journey, we would have been out of business during Corona. We would have lost everything because what happened was is that because we were already influencers before Corona happened, we just took off during Corona. Mm. Whereas if I was only starting my influencer journey during Corona, I'd be dead meat. Uh, we would, I'm serious. We would have lost our business and everything. So I would, and so the fact that I was an influencer already, granted I'm a lot bigger now than what I was a few months ago, but the fact I was an influencer already, that protected us during Corona. It protected us. And now for me, after surviving and thriving through Corona, the power of being an influencer is amazing because that's when business comes to you. You don't have to chase business. People come to you. And that's very powerful because when people come to you, there's no selling. There's no selling because they've already bought your stuff psychologically. They're there just to say, oh, Ed, how much does this cost and what do I get for this or should I buy this? So my idea of selling is just sending people a link and just answering questions. That's my interpretation of selling. I hate persuading people to buy my stuff. I like them coming to me already persuaded. They're just asking for a few questions for detail. Or just say, hey, I don't want to talk to you. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, that's my idea of selling. All right. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Edward. Please tell our audience, where can they find you? Well, KK, of course, please add me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook as well. And please follow. I'm not that big on Instagram, but please follow me on Instagram. I always follow back. And, and also as well, if you're listening as well, please connect and follow with the amazing KK. I've got to say, KK, you are an amazing interviewer and you absolutely uh, walk the talk. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to put your IG handle and all the details in our show notes, your LinkedIn and Facebook link as well. So to our audience, if you would like to get in touch with Edward Zia, please look up in the show notes for his links and copy paste. That's easy, right? <laughs> Thank you so much, Edward, for sharing your expert knowledge and golden nuggets with our listeners today. Oh, KK, it's an honorable pleasure. And thank you, everyone. As I said, KK is awesome as well. Friends, please connect with her and follow her. She's an amazing woman with great thank ideas. <laughs> maximum, maximum integrity. Thank you so much. Really means a lot to me. Thank you, Edward. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends? So we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity, and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.